The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. I say that always as fast as I can. And I am joined in person today. This is such a treat. The great, the talented, the lovely, the beautiful, the stunning, the intelligent, the ravishing Michelle you Michelle you're such a tool <laughs> who just called me a tool um, people do love you though everywhere I go I mean you have like nine jobs everywhere I go I, I was I was leaving the track the other day and uh, here's Michelle with her two kids and a camera crew and I'm like what are you doing it's like 7 30 in the morning I'm like what are you doing she goes oh uh, I'm working for this uh, Zen uh, racing Zen, Zen, Zen racing, racing. Uh, which is very cool and we'll talk about it. we should have those guys on one day yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, I obviously have a Delmar uh, voice, we call that, after yes. four weeks. It sounds That's, way better right now. It's, uh, it did not sound yeah, so great on no, Sunday. No, no. It's, uh, it's tired voice. Uh, the Tuesday after the fourth <laughs> week is always the worst uh, day of the Delmar meet because you are completely exhausted. Uh, you're well, you're di- midway through. Yeah, you're done with dinners. Uh, you're, you've hopefully won a race by now. Yeah, we've won a few. If you're Billy, you've won three. Yeah, we had a couple, we had a really really good weekend. Actually, four. Psst. Sorry. Oh, four, sorry, sorry, we're not going to get into that. But anyway, we'll we're going to talk about. Um, well, we have a great guest. Who's yes. our guest? Our guest is actually going to be Joey Peacock. So um, we obviously have the Pacific Classic coming up at Del Mar next week on the 21st, uh, restored to a million dollars. And we definitely want to talk about someone that's going to be involved in the Pacific Classic. And we've talked to so many Southern California it's really donors. Funny. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we wanted to try and bring in someone new. So the Peacock family actually owns Sheriff Brown uh, for Todd Fincher, who's going to be running in the Pacific Classic. So we're going to catch up with them and hear uh, the Peacock story, which I think actually looks really cool and interesting. I think it's going to be great. So we'll find out about Sheriff Brown and the Peacock family. Not not related to the Cecil, television Yeah, show, no. No, this is an oil company oil family. Company. Well, oil company is good too. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get to three things of note because nobody out there wants to hear us talk. Three things of note. <laughs> that was one of the best ever. Really? Yeah, it was I'll really good. i again. Okay. Oh, the number one thing is, Billy, did you cuss on TV? I did. I did. I lost my mind. Are you trying to get Britney fired? No, I, I was told it was okay. I did I did send an apology. But, you know, Michelle, what is the one thing we talk about on this show more than anything? What Losing. is racing? No, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Losing. It's hard. And so when you win a grade two with an undefeated Philly like uh, Elm Drive did in the uh, Sorrento Stakes, mm-hmm. grade two, $200,000 Sorrento Stakes. And not only that, but, Michelle, the way she did it, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Baffert trained Ida looked like she was going to win by 10 lengths mm-hmm. when they turned for home. And our filly, our, uh, by Mohamed, uh, uh battled back in, in what I, th- I felt 
and I'm biased, but I thought it was one of the most exciting races of the meet. It was super exciting, yeah, because you just didn't, I mean, you just didn't know who was going to win coming down to the line, and then the two of them distanced and everybody they, else. 13 yeah. and a quarter lengths back to third, so awesome. there was a lot of emotion. It was late on a Friday night, so there might or might not have been some alcohol in... Um, <laughs> How many awesomes? I have no idea. There, I lost count. Are you still drinking awesomes? Oh, they're so good, okay. yeah. We have a new drink called The Amazing. What is it? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I just order it. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so Elm Drive, congratulations to all the Little Red Feather partners. And I did, Brittany asked me when I got down there wh um, what I thought of the race, and I said it was fucking awesome. So uh, I Are you supposed to cuss on this? Yeah, you can cuss on this. It's a podcast. It's not, it's not a family show. We're not beeping this shit. Um, anyway, a lot of tears were shed. It was an awesome day. Congratulations, Phil D'Amato. Uh, J.J. Hernandez with a really, really heady ride, and uh, that Philly is special, undefeated, and headed to the debutante. I said my goal. Remember I told you my mm -hmm. goal was to have one of those goddamn paintings in the Del Mar paddock mm -hmm. with our silks on it, and we have a chance right now. At that's least we awesome. have a chance. So that's cool. Anyway. Exciting. All right. Number two. Sorry. Number two is uh, Saratoga, the night, the night of the stars. They've been having the sales out there, and there have been some pricey horses. To yes, go to the well, we're we're recording this before the second session, but I saw a one point six million dollar Uncle Mo, Uncle Bobby Mo Flay, out of, uh, Dame Dorothy, Dame, who, was, right. who was Bobby's uh, a grade one winner. Right, one point six million. There were some very high prices. I saw a couple for nine. I saw one for nine ninety. I saw yeah, one I for West Point. Want that? Yep. Want that one. And Robin Luana Lowe bought the yes, Uncle Mo. Yes. Um, you know, I think Michelle, West Point went a high number for a tap it. When you're watching this, it, it is strange though because if you look at the results, there were a lot of RNAs. Right. So of people are, you know, they're they're reaching for the moon there, right. and you don't know. But it's the Saratoga Select sale, <clears throat> and you get the moon there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's an awesome sale. From what I talked to a bunch of people you who are there. You can buy in cryptocurrency. Really. The Zed racing people are going to love that. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but uh, con uh, congratulations to all involved, the sellers, the buyers, and it looks like a huge sale, and it looks like. Uh, for all those people that say horse racing is dead, um, maybe you're dead. How do you feel about that? Michelle is Why shaking her head. Why did you get the sale? I, because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. It's Billy's the, taking this whole Saratoga versus Delmar thing a it's little, the Tues a little tough. Tuesday, fourth Tuesday of the meet is very, very tough. But I am threatening to go on Travers Weekend with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'll be fun. Maybe we go together. Yeah. I'm sure Ryan will like that. <laughs> all right, number three. Uh, number three is I feel like all of a sudden we're going to have a new emergence of a top tier handicap horse, and that is Nick's Go. He well, wait, 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 wait. He's not new. He but won he the is. Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile last year. Yeah, but Dirt Mile is like a step below, right? You're, so he eh. came in this year, and like, let's be honest, the the big test for him was going to be the Saudi Cup, and he failed the Saudi Cup. Yes. Right. So everyone's like, ah, he's not that <clears> good, right? right? All of a sudden, now he's back in fine fashion, uh, winning very impressively. Again, he was to wire style. I in mean, the Whitney. Let's in, in the, the Grade One in Whitney. The grade one Whitney. Yeah, Sorry, at Saratoga. Who's and, his owner with Nick's Go? Uh, that's like a career racing authority. Yes. And I mean, look at—he he beat Maxfield. He beat by my standards. He beats with Skydiver. He beat with Silver State. Well, he I beat mean, them all. He beat them all. And easily now, now people are saying, okay, well maybe he is okay as a two-turn horse. I think because of his speed and everything, people were thinking one turn, and then he came back one turn, and then Brad Cox was like, no, I, I still think he could be good at two turns. Um, and now he really showed that okay, he is good at two turns. <laughs> he, he was actually—he was amazing. I have some. Uh, really professional handicappers that just said that that race was extremely fast. And if he runs a race like that in the Breeders' Cup Classic, there's not a chance he will lose. Are so. you surprised that with Breeders' Cup being out here, Brad didn't send him here for the Pacific Classic? You know, I'm not surprised at anything Brad Cox does because he okay. is far uh, smarter than I am. 
So I have lots of respect for Brad, and that was the decision was made. And the Whitney is, you know, talk about prestigious races, winning mm-hmm. the Whitney at Saratoga, and especially against that field, I think I think stamped him as the early favorite for the Pacific Classic. So no, it does not surprise Breeders me. Cup Classic. I mean, Breeders' Cup Classic. I'm sorry, and 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 he had already sent um, she dares the devil out here, so right. she won, and I think Brad um, wanted to win the Whitney. Can I just say this is kind of funny too? If sure. you look at the horse, some of the top tier handicap horses right now, including Nick's Go, he's by Painter. Yeah. And then you have Maxfield, he's by Street Sense. Like, I feel like while they're, well, Street Sense anyway, I don't know about Painter, but is a good stallion in his own right. He's not the horse of, I'm like, guess who the best horse in the nation is right now? Right. You're not like, well, oh, Street Sense, right? right. You're, by Painter. Yeah, you're thinking an end to mischief or a tap that. So I just think it's really cool that we're seeing good horses by. Not, you know, just Tap the it. front, exactly, front right. I, I, the newspaper sires. Even by I my think, standards, he's a right. golden sense. But I think I think it goes to, to prove Diver, things. Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I think it's it goes to prove that um, good horses come from anywhere. We've right. talked about that ad nauseum at this show, mm-hmm. on the show. We should just change the name of the show. Ad nauseum? Good horses come from oh, anywhere. Oh, good horses come from anywhere. That'd be good. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to our guest. Our guest again is? Our guest is Joey Peacock. Joey Peacock. That would actually be a great horse name. Joey Peacock. We'll be right back. I mean, Taylor Made Stallions is on a roll, Michelle. Not this time is now the sire of 10. Count them, 10 stakes winners and 15 stakes horses. His latest stakes winner is Arzak, a $575,000 two-year-old purchase. He was an impressive winner of the Tom Ridge Stakes on August 2nd. Congrats to owner Sonata Stables and trainer Michael Trombetta. In 2021, Not This Time has a strike rate of 13.5% stakes horses to runners. This impressive feat only trails leading general sire into mischief's 13.8%. That's a 0.3% difference, Michelle. And don't forget, you can buy uh, a couple of Not This Times at the Phasic Tipton sale. That's going to be the next opportunity. And then, you know, we'll be coming along with the Keeneland sale in the fall. All right, let's give you some other TaylorMade Stallion news. Midnight Storm was represented by another winner with the electrifying debut of electrostatic, good plan words there, <laughs> at Colonial Downs. $185,000 yearling purchase at the Fasic Tipton sale last fall. Electrostatic will now point to a stakes race and is owned by Mark Rear and trainer Arnold Delacour. I can beat that. Michelle, wishes just pull the strings, won the grade one Kazakhstan Derby last week at the Almighty Hippodrome. Pull the strings was bred in Kentucky by George Krikorian. Our guy. Uh, did you know, Michelle, that first year sire Instagram bred 190 mares this year? Holy I didn't know that. That's a lot. The, he's the most dominant. It's funny. I actually what? know like four people that said they sent mares there. Bingo. The most dominant two year old by Anna Mischief was one of the most popular stallions in Kentucky. Taylor made stallions. Contact Travis White today. You can email him at twwhite at taylormadestallions.com. I'm not going to give it a cell phone number this time, huh? Never. All never right. again. He Lucky got too Travis. many calls. <laughs> We are back on the owner's box with our very special guest, Joey Peacock, joining us this afternoon, Michelle. And uh, this should be exciting. Joey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Now, we call you Joey because there is also a Joe, a Joe. Peacock, right? So this is this is the Peacock Racing family. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, my dad my dad passed away uh, in September of last year. But yeah, his name was Joe, and my grandfather's name was Joe, and his father was Joe. So there's there's too many Joes over here. Um, so we decided to go with Joey for me. What is your son's name? Uh, actually, uh, he is the third, but he does not go by Joe. He goes by Trace, T-R-E-S. Oh, oh, I like right. that. I like that. Like I Trace like, Yes, I like that. So is everybody, yeah. now we're all the former Joes. 
And is, is Trace uh -huh. also going to be horse racing related? Well, I hope so. You know, that's our goal is to and, and, and be active in this. And, you know, it's funny, we, we kind of use the horse races as a reason to get our family together to go to the races. So, yeah, that's that's the goal. Uh, my wife and I have five adult married children and six grandchildren. Wow. And so uh, if we can if we can keep them all going, we'll be in pretty good shape as far as ownership for a while. Wait, you sound like you're like 19 years I old, know. Joey. Like what what is going on here? Like, I think this might be fake. Uh, I, I wish I felt like I was 19 years old. No, I'm not. I'm 63. Oh, wow. Okay. So tell, tell us a little bit about, before we, we want to talk about the Pacific Classic, it's upcoming. I know you're very excited sure. about it, but tell us a little bit about your history in uh, horse ownership. So um, my parents actually started off raising quarter horses uh, back in the uh, in mid-1960s. And back then, Texas had a lot of, you know, small kind of weekend racetracks where everybody would get their quarter horses going. There would be a lot of spring fatigues and things with a goal of trying to figure out who really had good runners that you could take up to Rio in New Mexico because that's where the holy grail of horse racing was. The, mm -hmm. the quarter horse triple crown was in Rio And so... Um, I guess the worst thing that happened to my dad was he had a, a really nice horse early on and he was hooked completely. Um, <laughs> As so we all, yeah, it happens to us all. <laughs> Don't worry about it, To Joey. be fair, yeah, you get hooked so, even if you have a really bad horse. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, so we actually had a, a horse in the All-American Security in 1969. Wow. And, and so from then on, I mean, the whole family was hooked. So uh, primarily, my parents primarily raced quarter horses you know, until probably the early 80s. And then uh, I got started getting interested in, in the thoroughbreds and started, bought some brood mares and started raising our own. And it kind of shifted, only ran thoroughbreds for a while. And then uh, dad went back into the quarter horses kind of in the early 2000s and, and had some more really nice horses. Uh, one that set a track record at Remington Park and another that won the, actually won two grade one uh the rainbow derby and the all-american derby in in 2009 um so anyway we've just been fortunate to have some really really nice race horses so joey what made you guys transfer from quarter horses to thoroughbreds if you're doing good with the quarter horses it seems like okay well we'll just we'll just stick with this we're doing well yeah well the quarter horse business kind of went through some interesting times where things changed you know when they first started out it's kind of like Everybody knew everybody at the races. A lot of the owners were friends. Uh, a lot of the trainers, everybody knew each other. And, and then it just kind of went through a, a period where uh, we felt like we couldn't compete because of some of the things that were going on and mm -hmm. not being, uh, I guess, enforced would be the right term. Mm -hmm. uh, just didn't feel like we had a, we, we weren't competing on a level playing field. Okay. And and my, my father said, you know what? I don't play that game if I can't win on a level field competing i'm not going to compete so we got out of that and got into the thoroughbreds is really kind of what happened 
Okay. Oh, that's it. No, that's interesting. Um, and I, it sounds like there's a, a longer story here that we don't even need to go into. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <there is. laughs> Joey Peacock joining yeah. us here on the owner's box. Michelle. So going backwards right now, just from uh, mm-hmm. well, our feature, our, our feature race at Del Mar is obviously the Pacific Classic and you're going to run Sheriff Brown. In sure. it. But it's not just about this day with this horse. I did my research and I feel like this is a great story if you go back to his dam and, and your dad. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of refer to Sheriff Brown as our problem child. Uh, <laughs> that, that. Joey, that's what I refer to Michelle as. <laughs> perfect. So ironic. Uh, but, 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 but yes, uh, so uh, the, 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 back, the real story is, obviously, and you know, it's the mayor, Rose's desert. Um, so, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Strauss family from Texas, but uh, Joe Strauss Sr. had a fabulous bunch of racehorses, and when he passed away in the in the 80s, uh, they had a dispersal, and my dad bought three or four mares out of Mr. Strauss's dispersal sale, hmm. uh, and one of those was a mare named Snippet. And uh, so we took Snippet, and we sent her. Dad at the time was doing a lot of business with Bud Johnson at Old English Rancho okay. out in sure. California. And so we sent Snippet out there, and you know, and bred her, and uh, we got a filly, and that filly, we named her uh, Miss Glenn Rose. And she didn't do much on the track just because she was a difficult to handle. But uh, anyway, we, we returned her, bred her, and got Rose and, um, and bred her to a, to a horse named Desert God, who most people have never heard of, but happened to be a, an unraced son of Fabiano. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so uh, Rose's Desert ended up being everybody's dream horse. I mean, she started 15 times. She won 10, wow. was second the other five times, wow. never ran worse than second in her life. Uh, she won, I think, eight stakes races. And at the time, my parents were mostly just racing in New Mexico because that's where they had a home that they'd like to go up and spend the summer. Um, so... Anyhow, so Rose's Desert was just a fantastic racehorse. And when she retired, we said, you know what, we've got to send her up to Kentucky and see if she can make it as a broodmare. We had a lot of confidence that she would. She was kind of, had a sneaky pedigree, you know. A lot of people would look down their nose and say, well, she's in a Mexico bred, but if you really dig deep, you know, she really had some really nice, really nice bloodlines of pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, and she was a good racehorse. That's always what we want, right? Even beyond bloodlines, we want a good racehorse. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and, and she was phenomenal. So uh, we ended up with uh, Matt and Gus Cook and, and Courtney Schneider up at Shawhan Place to take care of, of Rose for us. Um, so we sent her up there, and my dad decided he wanted to breed her to Ghost Sapper. So that was our, our first foal was a horse that we named Runaway Ghost. Of course. And who would win the Sunland Derby? Runaway yeah, we yeah, know Runaway Ghost. Ghost uh, <laughs> won, won the Summon Derby, and we were hooping and hollering, going to go to the Kentucky Derby, and, of course, he got injured prior to, to being able to go run. Uh, but the second foal out of Rose's Desert is uh, none other than a problem child, Sheriff Brown, uh, and he's by Curlin uh, out of Rose. And... He's just always been one of those horses that is an enigma. I mean, he's got the talent, and if he decides to run, 
look out. <laughs> if he's having one of his other days, look out for different reasons. So um, is he is he like the morning glory type, or is he just well, he like bad a, attitude city? He can't be a morning glory if he's going to run the Pacific Classic. Oh, he's got to have some well, talent. Well, so I, I think what we've learned is he's not one of these horses that you can just ship and run. Okay. Um, we've tried that. This, and we ran him in the San Diego, and we got there on Tuesday and ran him on Saturday. And he, I mean, he well, he stumbled at the start. That didn't help, but he just never fired. Mm-hmm. And then, and then looking back, you know, we did the same thing with him when New Mexico shut down due to COVID uh, last year. Uh, Todd Fincher, who trains everything for us said, you know, I can't run the horse in New Mexico. We sent we sent Sheriff Brown and another one to uh, Steve Asmussen to run in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, so Steve had uh, Sheriff Brown for a little while. We shipped him up and, and ran uh, in the Cornhusker. And same thing, we shipped him a few days before the race. He didn't fire. Um, so anyway, I think what we figured out is he's one of those horses that really has to get settled in get comfortable with the surroundings and we're hoping that that's going to make a difference um what, so what's time, it, time will tell joe what joey what's it been like to take this new mexico bread mare and all of a sudden her offspring are taking you to places like dreaming of the kentucky derby and to one of the biggest races in southern california oh i mean it's just it's been amazing you know we had a lot of confidence in her um just because she was such a fantastic racehorse but you know, so she's had four foals to race, mm-hmm. 100%, 100% stakes winning producer. Every Crazy. one of her foals has won a stakes race. That's awesome. Her, our, our youngest out of her is a horse that we named Senor Buscador. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And he ran really yeah, well Senor. early. He won a big stake early in his three-year-old year, right? He or late spring, two-year-old year? Springboard? Did he win the springboard? Late two, yeah, he, he won the springboard yeah. mile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he won the springboard on his second start. Um, and he's one of those heart attack horses to watch. They'll open the gate. He kind of strolls out, <laughs> goes straight to the back of the field. Yep. I mean, literally, he'll be, he'll be beat 10, 12, 14 lengths. But boy, when he turns it on, look out. And he comes flying down the stretch. Um, so anyway, as, as Billy, as I'm sure you're aware, and Michelle, you as well, these things are fragile animals sometimes. Um, so he was two for two. Won the springboard mile by, I think, five and a half lengths, something like that. Uh, we went to the fairgrounds and ran in the Risen Star, and he just didn't finish. And we were like, no, that's not him. You know, he comes flying down the lane. So anyway, long story short, uh, we learned that he had a chipped ankle and uh. had to sideline him. Took the chip out. That was successful. Uh, we've been very, very cautious on the rehab with him uh but he just last week went back to todd's uh barn and he's back in training so anyway getting back to your question about rosa desert i mean oh my gosh everything that she's had can run and and everything she's had can win a stakes race and we're just really really excited but she truly is the gift that keeps on giving in in that vein, Joey, have you been approached to sell her? Um, because obviously she's been such a productive mare. Um, you know there are big sales companies out there. There are people looking for these kind of mares. Uh, have have you been approached? Oh, absolutely. In, in fact, I will tell you so. And and not as much her, but 
after Senor Buscador won the Springboard Mile, it was probably the worst week of my life. <laughs> Why? People calling, wanting to buy my horse. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's, a, was, that's, that's a good problem. A good yeah, have them call me and Michelle. We have plenty to sell. <laughs> it was horrible. No, I could, just couldn't do it. Anyway, my wife and I sat down, we talked about it, talked about it with the kids, and we finally said, you know what? And we're going to just ride with him. We're just going to see what happens. So, of course, he gets hurt in the next race. But of course. Mm-hmm. He will live to fight another day. Uh, but, yes, um, you know, and, and that's we're probably somewhat of an anomaly in that regard, really, because we don't have any partners. We don't go buy horses at the sales generally. We haven't sold any of our horses. So we're just kind of doing this all by our lonesome um, and, and enjoying it. You know, that's it's impressive because Michelle and I in the past few weeks have had a lot of partnerships, obviously uh, partnership people. Obviously, I run a partnership. And isn't it strange? And I'm sure for your family and you've been in this game for so long that it seems like the tide is turning. When when I originally started back in 91 syndicating horses, I just gave away my age. Um it was we were the we were the underdog. We were the people that no one wanted. Right. And that, now it seems like and you, you look even at the Triple Crown Trail with the the Avengers and people like that. Is it, it, it have you thought about, hey, you know what? We have this nice mare. Maybe we should uh, uh, call Little Red Feather and they'd like to buy half of one of these mm-hmm. one of these babies or, <laughs> or or maybe we should sell one to supplement the income. I mean, what are, what are the talks that you've had with the family members who are involved? Yeah, uh, so it's it's basically centered around, or, or to this point has been, uh, who knows what's going to happen going forward. Uh, but but to this point, it's it's been pretty much, you know what? We can breed horse, a better horse than we can afford to go buy. Sure, makes we a lot of have sense. The, we have the blessing of this mare who is truly the 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 gift that keeps on giving, and and we're able to get in to most anybody that we've wanted to breed to. Uh, with a couple of exceptions so you know so far we've just been hey, you know what let's let's just play this out see where it goes joey is, um, are all of your racehorses only um rose deserts foals do you have any other horses in your string so we well i did until last wednesday um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i bought my wife a flintshire filly at the keeneland sale two years ago and uh she was doing really really well we have her out there at Del Mar, but unfortunately, she had to work last week and came out of it poorly, and so her running yeah. career is over. But, oh man! Um, but good. she, you know, she wants she won a maiden special weight at Lone Star Park, and and she's a grass horse, um, and we were pretty excited about running her at Del Mar in a week or so. But uh, anyway, so that's we'll we'll just take her and, and start breeding her. But uh, getting back to your question. Yes, you're correct. The only horses, the only other horses we have right now are all uh, Rose's Deserts babies. Okay, so now who's the next one to come up and what's she in full to? Okay, so um, so she had Senor Buscador very late. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a May foal. And so we laid her out a year. Um, so the next year we bred her to Quality Road. And oh, nice. unfortunately, I don't know whether y'all remember when that placentitis went yes. through Kentucky and caused, yeah, well, so she aborted her yeah. quality road foal oh, uh, in terrible. December. Jiminy. Yeah. 
And so, uh, so we brought her back to Candy Ride, and I'm happy to report we have a really nice Candy Ride filly that was born in February. Beautiful. Nice. So, so yes, that's that's our next one in the pipeline, and then she is in full to hard spun. Okay, who who chooses your breedings? I feel like there's not a big like common core factor in all the stallions. It's all over the map. You know, we, we <laughs> Every one of the kids gets to pick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I will tell you when my dad said, I think we ought to breed her to Mindshaft. I was like, Mindshaft? Really? <laughs> and so, you know, and hey, one of the fastest horses we've had. So, um, but anyway, we obviously we talked to Todd Fincher, who's our trainer. And, and I talked to uh, Gus and Matt and Courtney up at Shawhand Place. Uh, but ultimately, we figure out what we want to do. Who names the horses? That's the fun part. Um, yeah, so every time we get a, a foal on the ground, we do the family name game thing, and uh, I'll put together the pedigree for, for the top and the bottom side, send that out to everybody. We usually try to use a name, you know, from the pedigrees, mm -hmm. but that doesn't always happen. Um, but so far, my daughter-in-laws uh, have named Runaway Ghost and Senor Buscador, who probably are arguably our, our two you know, best well, runners to this point. Is Senior Buscador somebody so that you guys about... met on vacation? <laughs> yeah. Who is Senior Buscador? Yeah. So, yeah, so we were having a really hard time with Mineshaft and Rose's Desert and trying to find something that worked there that was, you know, that was PG. Um, so one of my, uh, my youngest son, it was his then girlfriend, but they're married now. She said, well, what's, what's, both of them have Mr. Prospector in their in their pedigree. She said, "Well, what's Mr. Prospector in Spanish?" And anyway, oh, a loose translation of Senor Buscador. Is that's it really? That is so cool. How, who is it Sheriff is. Brown? Yeah, yeah, who's Sheriff Brown? Is it someone that maybe arrested you on vacation? So, <laughs> everything is on. <laughs> wait, Michelle. Everything is on that's, vacation. That's actually, yeah. No, that's actually a pretty funny story because we did the name game with all of my kids and everything, and we came up and, and presented it to my mom and dad and said, "Okay." We want to name this horse New Sheriff in Town. New Sheriff okay. in Town. And my okay. dad that sounds goes, like a claiming horse. My dad goes, yeah. He goes, I can't do that. I said, why? Well, we have a ranch in Medina County, Texas, and the sheriff of Medina County is a guy named Randy Brown, who is <laughs> good friends with my parents. And my dad goes, he's up for relaxing. <laughs> That's genius. If he loses, I could never live with myself. So we're going to name it Sheriff Brown. That's awesome. Very Brown. cool. I what's the that. What's the Candy Ride filly's name? Does she have a name yet? She does. Are you ready for this one? We're yes. ready. I Eye Candy. Oh. <laughs> I got the chill. Look at my arm. I got the chills. I got the chills. That's a great name. <laughs> I, okay, Joey, yeah. my, my last question for you is just, uh, obviously you said your dad passed uh, in September. With everything that he's done and built up, you know, the the way you've kind of known mm -hmm. racing and, and obviously he's he was in the game for so long, as you've taken it over really into your own hands, do you feel like you love the old school style that he kind of brought to this? Or do you feel like as you move forward, you're going to change your approach to it? No, I don't think I'll change my I mean, I actually will use a computer and look at the nicking <laughs> and stuff like that. Dad never would do that. No. He would get the stallion book out. He would get, you know, the, the, the blood horse stallion register. Right. 
yeah, Blood Horse Stallion book out and go through it page by page and look at everything. And his big deal was, I don't care who's by who. I want to see how much money they made. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot that of is, sense. That's you such know, a quarter horse thing, yeah, it though. Yeah, worked pretty well. Yeah, that worked very yeah, well. That's yeah. a quarter horse thing. Joey. But, but, but. Go ahead. Yes, go Sorry, ahead. no, I interrupted you. I apologize. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't really see changing how we do things going forward, you know, other than trying to just, you know, use whatever uh, tools are available to us to help us make breeding decisions. Joey Peacock, you have been a, a gem of a guest. We've appreciated it. We want one last question for me, and that is we always end our sure. show with a little bit of advice. So if there's new owners out there listening uh, about becoming horse, in, in, in joining this world that we live in of horse ownership, what advice would you give them? I would tell them two things. One is the first time you step foot inside the winner's circle, you are hooked for life. There is... <laughs> Nothing more exciting uh, and rewarding than that. And, and and two is patience, because if you don't have patience, these horses will teach you patience. Um, Absolutely. They're athletes, and they're finely tuned athletes. And just like any athletes, they have injuries, and you just have to be able to deal with all that. That's great advice. We appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck uh, getting Senor Buscador back. And, of course, running in the Pacific Classic, not this weekend, but next weekend with Sheriff Brown. Are you, will you be out here? Uh, I'm planning on it, yes. All right. Come, will you, come to the veranda. Yeah, we'll see you on the Veranda Cafe. And Michelle and I owe you a uh, – what are you drinking these days? Oh, that's a really good question. I'll have to think of something expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you like Michelle. She comes out and just drinks champagne. We appreciate it, my friend. Uh, uh, keep All up, right. keep up the good work, and and thank you again for coming on the show today. Thank you for calling. All right, thank you very much, Joey Bye-bye. Peacock, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be right back. Right, you want to yeah. just keep going? Let's just keep going. Oh, you want to keep going? Sure. Yeah, we'll keep going. We'll just- Oh, Michelle, that was cool. That was awesome. Really good guy. Great get. You know, we're trying, as as you said earlier, to get people from the Pacific Classic, mm-hmm. which is going to be a it's going to be a giant day at Del Mar because oh my gosh. they have the the betting challenge. Yes. Which is if you want to get in, I'm sure, or uh, I'm not sure, there are spots available. There's yeah. 120 spots, five thousand dollar, three thousand dollar live, uh, thirty five hundred dollar live, live bankroll. Bank so call Chris Barr about that or mm-hmm. email him. I think it's Chris, Chris at. Is Chris, it Chris B? Chris B. Chris B at dmtc.com. And if that, if that email bounces back, just go on, just yeah. go on Delmar's website over to uh, forward slash contest. Now, it'll be on there. there may be, we have, what, one, two, three, four, five, six more days of the carryover of the Ooh. pick six jackpot because I think it's a guaranteed okay. payout that day. Yes, you're right. So that, that could be huge, too. Obviously, we have the Pacific Classic. And you know what's going to be a great race on that card also is the Delmar Handicap. Oh, yeah. Who won that, that last that year? That race is oh, might have been Red King. <laughs> It'll be Red King uh, defending his crown against the the Almighty United. That also, say the word. So also, I hear um, hit the road running. No, no, no. That's too far for him. The Arclo oh, is, is coming Arclo in. Coming? I've heard Look, Arclo's see, coming. Why in. is Brad Cox sending all these horses out? I don't and know. He didn't send out. Uh, uh, he didn't send out Mexico. I don't know. Interesting. So that'll be a huge day at Del Mar on the twenty first, Michelle. What else do we have this weekend? We have Beach Boss. We have Beach Boss Who's on, coming uh, on, Beach on Boss? Friday. Yeah, who is coming on Beach Boss? I don't know. They don't oh, tell me. Oh, you just do it. I just do you're it. You're dominating that show. You just pick winners every week. Thank you. Yeah. You're, Everyone you're jumped on well. the on the Princess Grace bandwagon this yeah, weekend, did. though. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, what else? What else is is this it? 
That's are it. we done? I mean, there's stakes races coming up this what weekend. Are we, uh, Taste what are, the Turf Club on Sunday, obviously. Right. Taste the Turf Club. I, I don't have my computer, so I don't know what oh, stakes here, are coming up. Oh, here. We can up. look. I got, a, I got my book right oh, here. Oh, you got your book. Look at this. Oh, look Billy's at this. Billy's got the condition book. Billy, every trainer's worst nightmare is an owner with a condition Absolutely. book. Absolutely. Look at this. Let's see. We got the CTTTOC stakes on Saturday. Okay, that's for Solana Turf Beach, Calbred, Older Fillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mile on the Grass. On Sunday. That's it. All Those right. two stakes races this weekend. Kind of a. Wait, you know, wait, is that this it's, weekend? Yeah, it's half. No, that was last weekend. It was? No, that was the 14th and 15th. No, that was like the 5th and the 6th, wasn't no, it? Are you sure? We haven't had those races yet. I'm really? Michelle doesn't even know where to look in the condition book. Well, I don't, have any, I don't have any stakes horses, Billy, so yeah, I look I in the... Right here. August 5th? No, oh, that's... entry days. Or, or, uh, okay, nominations. I'm yeah. stupid. No, you're not stupid. I, you know what the problem is? We don't have stakes horses in my so book. So you don't look at so the So I only races. know like that's this. All like, I, I know at. exactly where the maiden 20 is in this book. <laughs> right here, maiden claiming. Boom. Boom. <laughs> she went right to it. All right, guys. Well, special thanks to our guest, uh, Joey Peacock. Wish him the best of luck in the Pacific Classic with Cher... Uh, Sheriff Brown. Sheriff Brown, excuse me. And by the way, that field um, obviously is not firmed up yet, but the possibilities do include Ginobili. Um, Ginobili's not going, I he's heard. He's not? No, he's going away. He's oh, going out of town. I just seen that. Okay. Uh, Royal Ship. Yes. Still okay. Yes. Um, Express Train. Yes. Who worked this weekend? Yes. Mid Court. Yes. Worked this weekend. Yes. Um, Tis a Magician. Maybe. Okay. And uh, Dr. Post, I Dr. saw was a Post, possible. Po big possibility. For Todd Fletcher. Yes. Obviously, yes. Sheriff Brown. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to own. And I saw Cupid's Claws, actually. Yes. Cupid's Claws. Cupid's Claws. All right. For Craig DeLossi. Uh Also, special thanks to Michelle Yu, who makes my job really, really easy. It's not even a job, actually. She does all the work. Uh, you can contact the show at Own a Horse on Twitter, at the Michelle Yu, at BKLRF. If you have any questions about horse racing ownership and you want more information, email me, billy at littleredfeather.com, anytime. We appreciate those of you who, who obviously who listen, and we also appreciate those who reach out and email. It's really nice to get those emails. It, it especially makes Michelle really, really happy. Mm -hmm. We are part of the In The Money podcast network, In The yep. Money Media Network. I always say that network. wrong. In The Money Media Network. There are great shows. Uh, from Pete Fornatel and uh, and JK and Acacia and Nick Luck. Nick Luck, the whole crew, the whole cast of characters on this. So subscribe now to the In the Money Media feed. Look for us on Twitter, and uh, if you have any suggestions for the show, just reach out. Thanks, Michelle, for a, a great day. Thanks, Billy. Bye. See you.